When organizations hit the headlines for the wrong reasons, it's often explained away as a result of PR missteps. A bug, if you will, where a worthy strategy has been undermined by faulty communications. Fix the pesky comms glitch so the thinking goes, and a brighter future free of damning press scrutiny awaits. In some very rare cases, this might be true. Provoke Media has an annual crisis review that does throw up examples of companies that are typically excellent in terms of public relations, but have been scuppered by unforeseen errors. More often than not, though, these PR woes are a result of systemic failures within the organization in question. On today's episode of the SpinSucks podcast, we're going to talk about why they are not bugs, but the kind of features you should expect when public relations is neither taken seriously nor afforded the organizational priority it deserves. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. At least 100 years ago, we were doing restaurant media relations. I think every agency owner, as they're starting out and trying to figure out the business side of running an agency, starts with restaurants, tourism, and or small businesses. Of course, many of us quickly realize it's challenging to be profitable working in those industries. And unfortunately, there's only so much you can do for free food and wine. Try as you might. Okay. As an aside, it really wasn't that long ago that I started my agency, that or I look freaking amazing for being 120 years old, but so much has happened, especially in the last 10 years, that it definitely feels that way sometimes. Okay, back to the topic. I hadn't quite figured out yet that it wasn't profitable working inside those industries, and we were doing restaurant media relations, and truthfully, working with some of the top brands in the country. Still not profitable, but lots of fun brands to be working with. I have a background in food PR, and I spent several years working with celebrity chefs who back then weren't celebrity chefs yet. They were up and comers. It was super fun. There was a lot of work with the Food Network and Epicurious and the famous food and wine publications. I knew what I was doing, and I had a Cracker Jack team under my tutelage. A very famous restaurant was moving its way east and was opening a location in Chicago. They hired us to help. They were opening in February, which... If you don't know, is Chicago's snowiest month. It makes me sad that it's not December for Christmas, but that it's February for my birthday. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But we had made some early recommendations that they should perhaps think about that timing. They pretty much patted us on the head and said they knew what they were doing. They had hired us to fill the room with influencers and to garner media coverage, not to comment on the weather. So we were like, okay, and shrugged our shoulders and went about doing our job. I remember even laughing with some reporters about the timing because they also knew, but then also saying, eh, they think it'll be fine. So if it's fine, will you be there? (laughs) And they laughed and said, yes. We garnered a ton of media coverage for them, but did a bunch of pre-event interviews and early morning news satellite tours and videos with their chef and sommelier, just in case. Of course, attendance of the opening event by some of the city's most influential people was one of our goals, so we did work hard to secure RSVPs, and we did get them. There were nearly 200 people confirmed to attend. And then Chicago got one of its major snowstorms, more than two feet at once, and everything shut down for two days. It was awesome from that perspective because I love snow, and it was super fun, but... (laughs) 
the first six hours of that snowstorm were during the event. Not one person showed up. They couldn't get there. We couldn't get there. My team and I couldn't get there. No one could get there. So we did our best to salvage the event and many reporters still did stories because it was big food and wine news, but the event itself was a complete debacle. And the client blamed us for not pushing harder about the timing of it, as if they blamed us. True. I'll never forget sitting in the room and them saying, why didn't you push harder on this? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> ah, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I would have absolutely put my foot down today and I would have pushed harder today. I just didn't have the confidence, especially in running my own agency yet. And I let them dictate the timing, even though I knew it wouldn't work. <sighs> there have been lots of times throughout my career that a terrorist attack or Mother Nature or the economy or going to war or some other crisis like a global pandemic has stopped our plans in their tracks. We've had to make do with what was handed to us, but we've never been blamed like this client blamed us. Well, that's not true. We were blamed one other time for an operational issue, which I've talked about before in terms of shipping costs more than the actual product, but we were blamed that it was a PR issue. Okay. So anyway, neither here nor there. That's twice we've been blamed. <sighs> of course, none of that is our fault. And I know that, but it still doesn't feel good to be blamed and to have your reputation sullied by something completely outside of your control. I do have lots of stories like this from my career. Some ended superbly and some like the media tour that journalists had flown in for on September 11th, 2001, never happened at all. You get really good at having plans B, C, D, E, and sometimes even F. And PR, sometimes we get the blame. For some reason, when companies hit the headlines for the wrong reasons, it's often explained away as a PR crisis, always the fault of PR, and certainly of the people running the communications strategy. Of course, it would never, never have anything to do with operations or a bug in the product or mother nature preventing an event. Nope, nope. If you fix the pesky communications issue, everything will go swimmingly next time. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss what happens when PR is blamed for a crisis, a poor product launch, or worse. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right, let's talk about why PR is blamed for all of the problems and what we might be able to do about it. 
Probably one of the most recent examples of a quote unquote PR crisis is AstraZeneca and the constant criticism they've endured about their COVID-19 vaccination efforts. Is this a PR crisis? No, of course not. PR can't control the distribution of a vaccine or lack thereof. They can't control decisions made by general counsel or the executive leadership. They can certainly counsel and provide advice. They can provide insight. But if no one listens, there isn't much to do but communicate the way things are and try to make the best of the situation. Yet everyone from the Financial Times to the PR trade media tout it as being a PR crisis. It's not a PR crisis. From what I understand, and I'm certainly not on the front lines, but from what I understand, there isn't a single person on the AstraZeneca senior executive team with communications expertise. That's not a PR problem. That's a leadership problem. There are lots of reasons an organization might get into trouble. Poor PR planning could certainly be one reason, but more often than not, it's things such as leadership failure, poor judgment, product failure, human error, unethical or dishonest behavior, or an unresponsive culture. In fact, in many reports and studies, the most common causes of crises include discrimination, not PR, cybercrime, not PR, labor disputes, not PR, sexual harassment, not PR. Natural disasters and catastrophes, not PR. White collar crime, not PR. Whistleblowing, not PR. None of those things can be controlled by PR. None of those things are PR crises. And yet, just like I can't control Mother Nature, I certainly can't be blamed if she throws a wrench in organizational plans. If a business leader understands the value of PR and values the expertise of their counsel, they'd listen when I said, hey, I really think having an event like this in Chicago in February is a bad idea. Let's talk through some other options. Ultimately, it'd still be their decision, but they'd also understand it wouldn't be PR or me to blame if things didn't go according to plan. The good news is, and we've talked about this a lot this year, is that the past 18 months have taught many business leaders that communications expertise is not just a nice to have. It's imperative. We not only have a seat at the table, but our counsel is also carefully considered. So the next time you hear about a PR crisis, quote unquote, PR crisis, make sure you take a stand for our fellow PR professionals and point out that it actually has nothing to do with PR. It's not the fault of PR that the vaccine distribution was a massive failure. It's not the fault of PR that Mother Nature dumped two feet of snow on Chicago during a client's event. It's not the fault of PR. If we don't stick up for ourselves, no one will. If we don't support one another, no one will either. I am preaching to the choir. I know that. But we play a major role inside organizations, no matter if we're in-house or on the agency side. We can definitely subdue the flames of a crisis, but we rarely create one. Unless, of course, we're the ones whistleblowing or sexually harassing or doing the white-collar crime. But again, not a PR problem. If you'd like to stand with your peers on this topic and many other topics, join us in the Spin Sucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free. It's fun. It's challenging. It's educational. And you can have these kinds of discussions every single day. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.